It's now time for the rural news with Sally Murphy. Kelda, Sally, Māori kiwi fruit growers are ramping up their exports. Kelda Charlotte, they are. Last year, the group, which has 42 growers, mostly around the Bay of Plenty, sent three containers of fruit to Hawaii, and this year they're planning to send 16. The industry group has paired up with Zespri as part of a collaborative marketing project, which has had a $975,000 boost from the Ministry of Primary Industries. Chairman Anaru Timutimu says growth to date has been great, and they have dreams to expand to new markets. That's kind of Hawaii first up, but our next market we were thinking about is Taiwan, which is a lot more substantial, and exporting into there would be a very different proposition. To Hawaii, we would have the whole market and would be marketing side by side with Sesbury, with but Taiwan is, you know, kind of from research and, and kind of history, it's kind of where Māori uh, and where Polynesians kind of originated from. And so we think that's that's probably a good uh, a good next step. But it's kind of head down and bum up, and we we really need to make sure that we um, do a really good job in Hawaii first. Anaru Timu Timu says Māori kiwifruit growers has plans to expand its team with roles in marketing and logistics as exports grow. Former Federated Farmers President and ACT MP Andrew Hoggard says farmers need to be celebrated for the gains they've made over the last 30 years. During his maiden speech in Parliament, Mr Hoggard says the backdrop backdrop of his whole farming career has been the debate about farming and the environment. He says farmers are told they need to change, but they already have, improving year on year. I recall speaking on a farming panel at the World Dairy Summit in Rotterdam. All the other farmers got up and they talked about what they were going to do and whereas I was able to get up and speak about what we had done, all without subsidies. A point that got a few laughs, but probably more grumpy looks from the EU. (laughs) The biggest risk to further progress is ignoring this change. If the feeling amongst farmers becomes, why do I bother to do all this because there's nothing I'm doing has been recognised, then they will give up. They lose hope, they stop doing. That's Andrew Hoggart. Lake Opuha's dam in Canterbury is sitting much lower than the same time last summer, but there are no restrictions in place for irrigation. The dam near Fairley, which generates electricity for the national grid, supplies water to 16,000 hectares of farmland. It's sitting at 46% of operational capacity. Opuha Water Chief Executive Bjorn Triplow says at this time in the last few summers, the dam was sitting at 86%. The, I guess the slight difference is um, the last few summers we've had significant or, or rain events in the December and January months. Uh, we haven't seen those this year. Are you getting worried about the dam level or are things still OK? No, things are, are still OK. We have a advisory group and, I, and we, we meet on a fortnightly basis and we are confident with where the dam is currently and we aren't proposing any uh, restrictions at this stage. Bjorn Triplow says recent rain in the area has helped, with demand for irrigation sitting at about 70% of full allocation. Right, it's time to get the latest from the sale yards for the first time this year. I caught up with Suze Bremner from AgriHQ a little earlier today. Hi Suze, what's been happening this week? Well, January provided plenty to talk about at the sale yards. The main highlights have been the ewe fairs on both islands and dairy beef wiener fairs continuing to show good strength despite the lateness of the season. Yeah, how have the ewe fairs been going? 
Well, the North Island New Fears continued that positive vibe that was set just before Christmas, and I think that's a really good indication of the confidence that's still there in the sheep industry, despite obviously what schedules have been doing this season. So Stortford Lodge has held two ewe fairs in January, and five-year ewes averaged $122, while Tudus averaged $164. At fielding, the smallest yarding since 2011 was offered, and Tudus ewes again averaged $176, and most five-year ewes made $80 to $125. So most of the other North Island ewe fairs have posted similar results. Heading to the South Island, we've had a few fairs down there. Tamuka had, has had two within the space of a week, and the ever-popular border Leicester Romney Tudus made $225 to $251, while most Romney sold for $138 to $165. Now, most five-year and mixed-age Romney made $82 to $133. But things have been a bit quieter at the North Island sales. So the noted lack of other store stock in the North Island is definitely a talking point and that means that most farmers have good feed levels and little need to offload stock. But those that have been selling store cattle have been rewarded as there's plenty of interest for the same reason that farmers are holding on to stock, if that makes sense. (laughs) Not so much for store lambs, though tallies have been low and it was felt that the market livened up a bit this week. In the South Island, store lamb tallies have been on the higher side as areas that are drier offloading. The market has been more positive this week and the average store lamb prices for Canterbury Park, Colgate and Tamuka were 69 to $81. That's Suze Bremner. And just lastly, a Canterbury family is opening its sunflower fields this weekend to lend a helping hand to its local rural school. James Christie and his neighbours have spent the past few months getting three hectares of sunflowers ready to help fundraise for much-needed new technology for Ladbrokes School, which is based in Hallswell on the outskirts of Christchurch. Mr Christie says the 150,000 flowers are about to bloom before the gates open on Sunday. Early on it was hard, but once they were in in the ground, you know, it's been pretty good. Actually, we've had quite a bit of rain at key times. We even got some rain last week, which, you know, the sunflowers are just starting to bloom. It's the perfect time for a bit of rain. So, look, it's definitely shaping up uh, pretty well after a slow, slow start. And with only 130 pupils on the roll, Principal Sean Wandsborough says it's a fantastic opportunity for the school as there's just not enough in the operational budget to address their lack of technology. And that's the Rural News for this week. Kia pai, tora.